You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Welcome to the episode number six of Just a Nibble, the Not Quite Daily Beaver. For those moments when you still want your beaver grizzly goodness, but just don't have time for a whole bite. Today, recording day is Monday, October 17th, 2022, and it's already a very rainy day here at the Beaver Lodge. I'm your host, the eager beaver, pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver A, and I'm just delighted that you, dear kitties, have joined us today. Of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Misfee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. We hope that you and yours have had a wonderful weekend. I know I did because I had the chance to spend some time with my dear friend and brother from another mother, Mr. Grizzly, debuting our newest format, the True North Eager Beaver Live Pub Chat. If you uh, did not drop in, uh, you missed out. So we hope uh, that you uh, check us out uh, either on YouTube or the podcast version, which will be coming soon. Uh, in the headlines, we have to have a short episode today because unfortunately I need to be off. Uh, so uh, we are probably only going to touch upon the Public Order Emergency Commission's public hearings uh, very briefly. Uh, we won't have time for all the content that we put aside, unfortunately, uh, but we'll get back to it in another episode. Uh, how are you today, Mr. Grizzly? Um, wide awake and uh, wide awake in dreamland, I think is how they say it. Wide awake in dreamland. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm just uh, um, a bit of a, well, so I woke up at 4 a.m., no idea why, and said, I'm not getting up. This is too early. And fell back to sleep and then woke up again at six when the second alarm went off and jumped out of bed, wide awake, ready to go. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, all right. Uh, I need to probably be done by around 7.30 on the nose, so it's probably going to be a short one today. No worries. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, you know what? Maybe we should skip the public order stuff today uh, okay. because we got a lot of it and keep it for another show and uh, just deal that with other sense. issues. Yeah, we, we yeah. can deal with that on Wednesday. Our Friday, we could have lots of time to spend on it and we'll have some more information about it as well. So we'll, 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 play, that, uh, we'll play that card as we, uh, as we see it. Yeah, and hopefully we'll get to do a, a regular show at some point during the week. Um, but, uh, okay, instead of doing that, um, 
the we'll talk about uh, the BC Supreme Court uh, sentenced the Dutchman who tortured Amanda Todd for three years, starting from the age of twelve, with online sexual exploitation or sexploitation, extortion, and harassment to the point she committed suicide because she saw no way out to thirteen years in jail. That is a rare sentence because it exceeded the prosecution's recommendation of 12 years and exceeded the sentence that he got in the Netherlands of 11 years uh, for having done the same to many other people. Uh, The court said that he showed no signs of any rehabilitation after his morally repugnant crimes and he needs to be separated from society. His defense initially asked for six years and then for some reason thought that they was it was reasonable to reduce that request to three years. He got 13. The defense said that because he was already serving an 11-year sentence for similar offenses against victims in the Netherlands, that they bullshitted that a similar sentence here would be unduly harsh. He tortured a 12-year-old for three years, relentlessly. There is no sentence that would be unduly harsh. It could have been 50 years. It would not have been unduly harsh. Uh, He took her life. He took her life. He did. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the predator decided, even though he was given the opportunity, that he would not speak to the court nor Todd's family prior to sentencing. Uh, He was convicted last August of extortion, harassment, possession, and distribution of child porn and communication with a minor to commit a sexual offense. Todd's mother and father, who described him as an unrelenting predator, uh, hopes that uh, their daughter's story and uh, that this verdict will protect others from online predators. And they were very happy with the sentence and said that it sets the bar for the future cases that go ahead. Offenders who victimize children, hopefully they will not get lenient sentences, said Carol Todd. Um, His sentencing hearing started somewhat poetically, I guess, if you can call it that, one day following the 10th year anniversary of her suicide. So it took a decade to get him here and get the trial and then the sentencing whatnot. That's a long time for those parents to get justice. A A very very long long time. time. They keep on saying that the wheels of justice uh, grind extremely slowly, but extremely fine. Okay, they did grind extremely fine, but wow. I mean, I know they had to extradite them and everything, but I mean, gee, there's got to be a faster way somehow, I would think. But, you know, then we have COVID with all of that, and he was already serving sentence. and The slow wheels of justice, right? It, it doesn't happen overnight, unfortunately. It takes a long time sometimes, and, and it can be very, very frustrating for everyone involved. You know, you have to have the patience. You have to have the commitment and the resolve to see it through. And it has to be, uh, if it's going to take that long, it has to be about something greater than yourself. Because if it's only about your seek for retribution, your your quest for retribution, you're going to eat yourself up inside and turn yourself inside out. I mean, I I can't see that, that being possible unless you make it about something greater than yourself. Like in their case, protecting children from future um, it's just disgusting what he did to her. Um, yeah. The BC Supreme Court Justice Martha Devlin was moved by the testimony of Amanda Todd's parents and said that Todd's tragic case is a stark reminder to youth of the dangers lurking on the internet. Um, 
in another bit of justice, not over here in Canada, but in the United States, the Parkland shooter, uh, the jury spent seven hours deliberating and couldn't decide on a death sentence, but they did decide on a life, life sentence without any possibility of parole. And that too was uh, a case that took a long time coming uh, to finally get that sentence. I mean, the Parkland, I mean, that's still several years ago, isn't it? Uh, six or seven years ago, at least. I would say so. Yeah. So, you know, it, it takes time. It takes time, but it does happen. Especially if you've got a solid case. Oh, yes. So I see we have an interesting Um, person in the chat here who's, who's going off about, because my commentary about Kanye West needs medication and help. And and this person seems to have a thing about, uh, it looks like they're trying to, trying to start a fight with me and I'm not going to engage them in a fight because it's Monday morning, but uh, what is this informed consent you're talking about? What do you, Kanye West, I'm not engaging this. No, 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 this person's going to get blocked if they keep it up. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm yeah. just going to block them because nobody, nobody interact with this person. No, we're in, we're blocking them. This person is gone fishing. He wants candy. The best thing is don't give the baby his candy. Yeah, blocked. All right there, you go. That's we we have no time for this. No, we don't. No we're time. not doing that. No time. Um, a little bit of a Hurricane Fiona update. Um, if uh, the Red Cross has put out some uh, important information, uh, if anybody is already registered with the Red Cross online over the phone or in person for their household, they should not register again. Once the Red Cross registration number has been received by a household for Fiona, that household is considered registered. Any duplicate registrations may delay the process as additional validation will be needed. If you've been contacted by the Red Cross to validate your identity, please bring government-issued photo ID with you. If you do not have any government-issued photo ID, then please bring your provincial health card and a piece of mail from the government or a service provider for your household, such as a bill for utilities that is addressed to you. So similar to when you go vote, for example. Mm. The financial assistance provided to date is either on behalf of the provincial government in Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, or Newfoundland or Labrador. So I'm guessing that the Red Cross is actually fronting the money and then they will file for the government to get uh, theirs, uh, get it back. Uh, it's Or it's the Red Cross's financial assistance for eligible households from the most impacted areas that are unable to meet their basic needs as a result of the hurricane. If you live on Prince Edward Island uh, specifically, uh, the Red Cross kindly asks for your patience if you've not received the $250 payment for your household on behalf of the government of PEI. The Red Cross has already distributed payments to nearly 60% of the registered households on the island. The remaining households are either in the process of payment with funds being distributed daily or still in the validation process due to more than one registration received for the household or incomplete information provided upon registration. Please only visit a reception center if you are unable to complete your registration over the phone or online or have been asked to visit a reception center in person to validate your information or if you have urgent needs as a result of the hurricane. Um, so uh, just, you know, we know it's a trying time, uh, but, uh, you know, people are on it and they're working on it and uh, just hold tight <laughs> okay. hold tight it's about all you can do at this point in time right it's just the process yeah. has begun it's going to happen it will take place it's just it's just slow here i have something i got i gotta interject with this for a second because okay. i just got this from marianne a minute ago and i think you'll like it uh, 
<laughs> yes, I saw that. Yes, I saw that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so it's a whole bunch of trees in the forest, and one tree goes, "Okay, trees, let's get naked because it's fall." And all the trees that have leaves get fall get naked, but one of them, the Douglas fir, <laughs> does not. And all the other trees. WTF, go to the- Douglas. <laughs> uh, I think that guy's back again. Uh, oh yeah, well, I, I'll just, I'll just. Uh, okay, yeah, I don't okay. know how he I'll got just, that. I'll just block him. Uh, block. And you know what? The ones that were engaging with him, I'm gonna please. Yeah, Kit Cracker, whatever. Do not engage with this guy. Yeah, we're just gonna block this him. This is not what this chat feed is for. Yeah, just ignore him. Um, also, uh, if you are, uh, uh, more Red Cross, uh, information, uh, as of October 13th, the Red Cross has registered more than 79,000 households in all provinces impacted by the hurricane and has already distributed more than $11 million in financial assistance to over 32,000 eligible households. Uh, those who are not yet registered, uh, you are encouraged to register with the Canadian Red Cross by phone or online registration, and you can complete that by calling 1-800-863-6582. That's 1-800-863-6582 between the hours of 7 a.m. and 10 p.m. Atlantic uh, Daylight Time or at red, www.redcross.ca hurricane. And we'll put uh, that phone number and that uh, web address up in our chat in case there are any kids here uh, who know people out in Atlantic Canada who do need that help and can get that information to them. Um, To date, the Red Cross has also provided emergency shelter for more than 1,200 individuals, provided support at 20 shelters or reception centers in partnership with local authorities, provided more than 5,700 emergency items to impacted individuals and communities, including hygiene kits, cots, blankets, and teddy bears for children. Uh, Those are very important times of disaster um, because, you know, uh, as a former foster child who got moved around a lot, uh, your teddy bear is sometimes your home base. Yeah, and well, you know, uh, it's it's like a... a, a what do they say? A, sec- a security blanket? Mm-hmm. Similar yep. to that. Oh, yeah. Someone's back again. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Just uh, let's see here. No, All right. Sorry, um, guy. You've had two chances. You got to go. You're gone. You're blocked. You're blocked. Um. Uh. As bo- and the Red Cross has mobilized more than 240 personnel to support with the emergency response. Uh, so there you go, Red Cross doing good work. Uh, if you can make a donation up until the 23rd, uh, the federal government will match that. So uh, please get uh, more bang for your buck. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, municipal elections uh, took place in uh, British Columbia. Uh, there were also municipal elections in... Uh, in uh, Manitoba, uh, on Prince Edward Island, although I'm not too sure how that would have gone over, uh, given, um, you know, the hurricane. Uh, And apparently in Yukon Territory, Northwest Territories as well. So when we talked about it the other day, we were just talking about BC and Ontario, but uh, there were some uh, in other places as well. Um, So, uh, but uh, in uh, Vancouver, I guess they have little political parties, not like 
conservative uh, NDP or whatnot, but they give themselves names um, like they do in Montreal as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I guess it's all candidates of a similar mindset. And it seems that uh, most everybody has been thrown out and that the city has decided to go center right. Um, Vancouver has made history. Uh, He's back again. Um, Vancouver has made. Yeah, I'll block him just a sec. I'm just working on something else here. Okay. Uh, They've made history by electing uh, the first Canadian Chinese mayor. Uh, I believe his last name is Sin. I believe his first name is Ben, but I may have that wrong. Uh, um, uh, And... uh, He's center right. So, uh, you know, he wants to deal with co-op housing. He wants to set up a 24 hour uh, place where people who are um, uh, have addiction issues can go. Um, and uh, Pepe Von Snipes was all over Twitter uh, celebrating this as if he had something to do with it and saying, you know, uh, you know, and I'm going to finish the job. On, uh, on crime and homelessness, um, which, of course, he's not because he doesn't want to spend any money because that contributes to inflation. So I don't know how he's going to solve homelessness and solve crime without spending a cent magically. Um, right. And he's like, it's like, dude, the mayor is center right, not alt white. You don't have an ally here. Precisely. Um, And uh, in some good news for us, uh, maybe uh, you have the assets at least for the the polling? Yes, I do. Um, Just give me a second. I'll pull them up. I'm just working on a few different screens here. Um, I will pick up. Which ones? Oh, this is Canada Seats. Is that the one you want first? Yeah. That, yeah, those ones, yeah. It seems that uh, the honeymoon for MGTOW Millhouse may be over. Uh, Canada 338, which is the polling aggregator that I usually refer to for numbers, mm-hmm. uh, had shown uh, that the Conservatives, since his win, had uh, moved into the lead into the federal seat projection for winning uh, an election. And that has shifted back within the space of one week back to the Liberals. Now, the advantage is just uh, two seats, 141 to 139, but it had moved a lot. If you can show another one of the, the federal ones. Uh, I think it's this one. Uh, yeah. So as you can see, uh, the polling had spiked up uh, from probably around 32% for the Conservatives to about 35 and has dropped back to 34 For the Liberals, it had dropped down to maybe about uh, 30 and it has gone back up to 31 So that's for the national number. Now, uh, Skippy has, uh, of course, gotten more support out West as a result of doing the MGTOW thing, according to the vote aggregator. But... Uh, if uh, if you give me the other federal one, the probability of uh, winning the most seats, I believe there it should be up. Okay, well yeah, yeah, that's the that's the other federal one. Um, I got the Ontario uh, basically vote. represent. Yeah, that's that's all I've got. I've got the Ontario votes. Oh, that's all you've got. Yeah, yeah. The, okay, yeah. You sent uh, me one of the uh, same slides twice, unfortunately. So. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, then the one I wanted to show you is not there. Um, so for if but if you look in Ontario, uh, the gap uh, that is there has completely closed, uh, which is a kind of an interesting thing. Uh, most all of that uh, pullback has been entirely in Ontario, uh, with just a little bit in uh, British Columbia. Um, people did not 
take to that. They did not like the fact that he went there. And, well, that makes me very happy. I mean, I'm, you, you, you know that I'm built for optimism, and I like uh, to put my faith uh, in the Canadian voter. I've always said that the Canadian voter um, is probably one of the most savvy voters that there is out there. Um, so I was uh, very, very, very happy to see it. Um, the thing that I um, wanted to show you that for some reason I did not get the asset for is uh, it was showing uh, just last week that uh, the Conservatives had 71% chance of winning the most seats in the next election after the honeymoon. And that has dropped down to 52 in one week. Wow. That is a precipitous drop, to say the least. So yeah. it seems that, yeah. So it seems that the first whiff uh, that they've got of the real Pepe, Canadians didn't like that. And considering the testimony uh, that has come up in the just on the first day with the first six witnesses, oh, yeah. which we hope to get to in another episode, uh, this is not going to <laughs> look very good on him at all. No. Um, no, uh, we had uh, witnesses in Victoria de la Ronde, who's an uh, elderly a woman who is uh, disabled. She is blind. And she, um, you know, basically testified to how basically the protests had her trapped, especially when she contracted COVID <laughs> somewhere along the way. Uh, Zexi Lee, of course, was, as you keep on saying, a rock, rock star, star, Mr. Grizzly. Rock star. And uh, you could tell uh, we'll have a clip of our, a little interaction with her and uh, the uh, convoy lawyer where you can see that she just has no time for him. Yep. None. <laughs> just none. Zero. She's dismissive. She, <laughs> uh, uh, he's back again. Uh, and then you have uh, my friend, uh, Natalie, who uh, was uh, who's the head of the Vanier uh, Business Improvement Association. Um, and as I predicted, uh, she was uh, fierce. She was fabulous. She brought the proper countertone. She brought the right emotion. Um uh, it was very compelling testimony. And then we had, of course, uh, testimony as well from uh, two of the city councillors, Mathieu Fleury, who uh, is the outgoing councillor for the Rideau uh, yeah. byword. Uh, he decided, word he, and, did, uh, he decided not to run again. He just, he's kind of two terms and he's like, I'm out. I think I was talking to a buddy about this last night and he was, he used to, he used to be good friends with Sean's uh, father. And he said, mm -hmm. I think, I think the uh, occupation just tore it out of him i think it just you know it, it kind of destroyed him in that sense because it was well i mean you, you saw what we all lived through right so yeah it it was uh it was a little bit much and i think it took a, a an emotional toll on him and he's like okay i'm i'm done i need to get away from the spotlight i need to uh, live a, a private uh, private life again as a civilian i think is what it boiled down to for him i could be wrong maybe he has another offer in the private sector but i i think I think it took an emotional uh, and probably a physical toll on him because the man worked his butt off during that time, as did uh, my counselor, Catherine McKenney, and uh, uh, Sean Menard was also out, and of course my MPP, um, uh, Joel Harden. They were out walking the streets, walking people to, to uh, grocery stores, to appointments, to doctor appointments, to the pharmacy to get medication. It took a lot out of them. So, you know, I, I can empathize. If the guy wants to step away from it, to go into private life, hey, man, you did eight years. 
You served the public four for terms. eight years. Four terms. Four terms. Four. Oh, it was even longer. Four than terms. That. Yeah, he started. But he was. He became. Yeah, he became a, a counselor when he was like twenty-five, and he's only thirty-seven now. Wow. Yeah. So that's so yeah. He's got, time to time to t- step back and 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 live a live live life in the private sector as a private citizen, where you don't have to worry about you know being in the public eye all the time, which is, look, not everybody can, can uh, stomach that. It's not for everybody. It's, it's difficult to, to live that life and you're under a microscope the whole time. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Grizzly, I have to call it a show okay. this time, uh, because I have a, an appointment, uh, that I need to get to. No problem. Uh, I'll so end it kids, off with a, a uh, little clip. <laughs> I've got a little okay, clip. I of, do the, okay, you got to go right, right go away. Ahead. Well, no, I was going to do the extra, but yes, I do have to go right away. I have a bus to cast in twelve minutes. Oh well, that's to do the extra, and then I'll show the clip. Go ahead. Okay, well, kids, that's the end of this episode of Just a Nibble, the Not Quite Daily Beaver podcast. We hope you loved listening to us because we love making this for you. Uh, if you have time, please be sure to listen to our Thanksgiving Day Beaver Bite titled Grateful, as well as our extended interview with human rights activist Murray Billet on the upcoming 25th anniversary of the Supreme Court case that made 2S LGBTQ plus discrimination illegal in Canada. And if you have time, check out our pub chat because democracy is something you do. As we uh, encouraged you, please donate to Hurricane Fiona before October 23rd so that your donation can be matched. And if you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Dean Blundell Network, as well as anywhere you get all your podcasts featuring a grizzly bear and a beaver. Our email address is truenortheagerbeaver at gmail.com. And you can subscribe to get our podcast delivered straight to you at by our pod page that's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words um if you really really like this podcast and wish to encourage us to do more we work for tips you can find our tip jar at coffee that's ko-fi.com slash eager beaver all in one word and finally if you'd rather get something for your money well we've got you covered literally with merch we have eager beaver t-shirts and mr grizzly civics tees in all sizes from small to 3xl six beautiful designs for you so if you go to dblundell.square.site slash s slash store you can get yourself some fabulous today from the beaver lodge this is your eager beaver saying until next time dear kids it can be a tough world out there so be kind to and gentle with yourself mr grizzly uh your word of wisdom um maybe not smoke too much pot today people because um (laughs) somebody seems to be obsessed with it in the chat (laughs) (laughs) all right uh well that's our show roll the credits well let's roll the credits eh? uh you have a great monday too uh kit stoned old bitch which thank you for joining us today i'm trying to get to the credits (laughs) the true north eager beaver podcast is an eager beaver mr grizzly collaboration Research story and guest curation and copy written by The Eager Beaver. Recording, production, editing, and additional research by Mr. Grizzly. Music courtesy of Ben Sound Royalty Free Music. Once again, thank you to our founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Miss Fee Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. And thank you to Pete Jarvis for our artwork. We love it. 
Kits. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Take care. All right, I, uh, Mr. Be- Mr. Beaver's going to jump out, but I'm going to roll a, a little clip here for everybody um, that you can enjoy. Um, this this is taking. This took place February 12th, uh, the intersection where I went viral. Enjoy this um, dancing fool. Listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. The True North Eager Beaver Podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster. Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.